Hello and welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. And today I have my assistant, Ben Mosbeck, with me. Ben, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Welcome to Sacred City Life Podcast, episode number 18. Yep. And today we are going to um, talk about my schedule. It's kind of, it seems boring thing to talk about to me, <laughs> but a lot of people have been asking, a lot of people have been wondering, what do you actually do on a weekly basis? And Time so to let the people know. Yeah, we're going to let the people know. And uh, maybe they'll fire me. Uh, maybe I've been wasting, <laughs> maybe I've been wasting time and wasting their tithes. <laughs> um, but you'll find out after this um, podcast. And I have Ben on here because uh, Ben is my assistant. Ben helps set me, set my calendar, helps me keep my calendar uh, in check. Uh, he sets my most of my appointments for me, and uh, so he'll be adding to it and asking questions as he as he wants. All right. Uh, just to let everybody know, I have I don't know if it's allergies, I don't know what's going on, but I've got some a scratchy throat, so I just apologize if I cough or um, you know anything like that in the podcast. It's really annoying when somebody's clearing the throat, but <laughs> I'm, I apologize. But that's it is what it is. All right, we're gonna start. I'm literally just opening up my uh, full focus planner and I'm looking at last week and I'm just going to go through what happened last week and it was just a normal week. And then I'll give you all, you know, some days I do this, some days I do that, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start on Monday and work to Sunday. Uh, Last Monday, my morning started at 5 a.m. Actually, I just looked at that. It says 5 a.m. And that um, means I woke up before um, my son's alarm. So usually... At 5.40 a.m., my son's alarm goes off, and he gets up early, and that just wakes me up. And so I get up, and I always, uh, first thing I do is I go down, and I sit in my hot tub, and I read my Bible. I read the M. Cheney uh, Bible reading plan that works you through the Old Testament once and the New Testament the Psalms twice in a year. <clears throat> it takes me about 15, 20 minutes to read that, and then I I spend time in prayer, and I just, um, I pray for everything I you know, I need to pray for, pray for myself, pray for my sanctification, my wife, my kids, the church, missional community stuff, staff stuff. And I really use that the rest of that time to kind of meditate on the scripture I read and then decompress before the day starts, get my soul in a good place mm-hmm. <clears throat> and just really kind of do, do work on my own soul and get myself in a, try to get myself in a healthy place to kind of tackle the week. Is it's that then, yeah, is that just a Monday thing, or do you do that every morning? So I do that every single morning. Um, I wake up when I wake up, mm-hmm. and so I've been having some sleep issues for the past few months. So some days it's like four a.m. I'm I'm up and I do that. Two thirty a.m. has been the earliest I've gotten in the hot tub. Gosh, yeah, it's it, you know, um, basically when my mind turns on, my mind turns on, and mm-hmm. it, it it won't turn off, and so. It's it's awesome sometimes and it's terrible others. Sure. Um, but this week, hey, it's been five forty, five forty, boom, boom, boom. So thank the Lord Great for that. God. The last couple of days. Uh, but every morning, hot tub and um, Bible reading time, prayer mm-hmm. in the hot tub, and then at seven o'clock, I get out, I go in, I get changed quick, um, uh, make myself a right now a decaf coffee, mm-hmm. and um, I sit down and I. I read, uh, I read a couple books. Okay. So I've got two or three books that I'm working through at all times. And, um, right now, um, in my morning reading, uh, I'm reading a lot about anxiety. And so that's the book I'm reading. I just finished a book by Rebecca Lyons 
uh, very feminine cover. I can't remember the name <laughs> of it right now, <clears throat> but I worked through that. It was okay. I'm reading a phenomenal book right now by J.P. Moreland uh, about finding quiet. That's the name of the book, Finding mm. Quiet. Um, during this time, the kids are waking up, uh, getting loud, getting obnoxious. So you're not finding quiet. While no. you're well, reading. I, I kind of usually go to the front room or go to the porch or whatever while their man is, you know, feeding them breakfast and, and they're, you know, getting their stuff together. But then I'll come in the last 15 minutes or mm-hmm. so, help them, help Amanda get them, get their stuff on, yeah. get their backpacks, get everything they need to get, finish any homework that needed to be finished that didn't get done because they'd forgot about it the night before. <laughs> And then we all get out the door at eight o'clock okay. or before eight o'clock. So I, I leave, I need to leave by quarter till. I think they leave by 10 till or t- quarter till. They got to be at school by eight, eight oh five or something. And I got to be at the office by eight o'clock mm-hmm. Monday morning. Um, myself, uh, pastor Sam from sacred city Moline and all the pastoral residents meet in my office. Um, every single Monday morning we start by prayer. Uh, we, we, we pray, we ask the Lord to help us, and then we spend the next two to three hours studying the Bible. We're studying the text that we're preaching that week. We are um, studying commentaries. I We're whiteboarding the sermons on the board, and the pastoral residents are, are writing sermons in there. Basically, they're exegeting the text and working through the text and writing a sermon in their own notebooks, Okay, comparing it to what Sam and I are writing on the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> My goal... On su- on basically Monday morning is to get a an out to get the text exegeted means mm-hmm. I'm going to pull the truth out of the text that that's there, so I'm going to know that kind of the main idea of the text and I'm going to have a rough outline okay. of the sermon. That's my goal for Monday morning. Um, then I'm um right now I am in the past basically the past year I leave about ten forty five, so I spend almost three hours uh, on the text or on, in that sermon prep. And then I'm, um, I go and I, I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu from 11 to 12. Mm-hmm. And so um, basically Monday through Thursday, I, I do that. I uh, get an hour of jiu-jitsu in there, and I'm really enjoying that, and that's good for my body. And then I run home, shower, get dressed for the day, eat a quick lunch. I'm back to the, uh, I'm back to the office no later than 1. Mm-hmm. And uh, at 1 o'clock... It just depends on what I got going on that day. A lot of times I do answer emails, do to-do lists. <clears throat> this past week, I recorded the podcast with the pastoral residents. Mm-hmm. So it was a very tight window. <laughs> I had them all ready to go in my office. I got here one o'clock, recorded the podcast with them, <clears throat> sent them out, and then had my two o'clock meeting. My two o'clock meeting on Mondays is what we call an air war meeting. Okay. The thing about the church is air war is like you're preaching, your worship, your liturgy, the ground war strategies, like your missional community, you're making mm-hmm. disciples, that kind of stuff. <clears throat> so air war meeting is where we're talking about the Sunday gathering. Okay. We, we, uh, it's myself, it's Sam, it's Joel, and it's the residents. First thing we do, I usually ask Sam, Sam, what'd you think of your sermon? And he breaks down his sermon, how he thought it went, how his sermon prep went, how he thought the delivery went, if he thought it landed, if he didn't think it landed, mm-hmm. you know, we just break it down. Then I asked the residents and I asked Joel, what did you think of my sermon? How'd it go? And I listened to their feedback and, and, um, and we just process why I did that, why I said that. Okay. Oh man, I wish I would have said this Mm -hmm. or I wish I had that. It really helps me process, um, because I, I am my own worst critic. I am my, um, 
I can critique anybody from sure. Tim Keller to whatever. I've been doing this for 20 years. And so a sermon is never done. I just run out of time and I preach it. So I'm uh-huh. always preaching a like half cooked sermon. You give me an extra week, you give me <laughs> an extra month, you give me an ex- I could kill that sermon, yep. you know, whatever. That's what I think. <clears throat> That's why traveling evangelists have the easiest job on the planet. <laughs> they have like five sermons and they just preach them a hundred times and uh-huh. they get better every time they, they do it. So going through that, critiquing the sermon a little bit. Then we spend the rest of that half hour meeting. Um, Joel has written the liturgy for the coming week and the elders, Sam and I, look over it, review it, see if it's matching the theme that we mm-hmm. wanted to, you know, and we just like you know, that we're, f- the, the sermon that's coming up is flowing right. with the, the liturgical plan that, that Joel has put in place. <coughs> Excuse me. We come right out of that meeting. So that's from two to two thirty, mm-hmm. And we go to an all staff meeting, uh, all staff meeting, pretty clear. It's got everybody in it. Yep. Um, it's got Emily, it's got Alex Tate. It's got the, all the other, the other residents. It's got you. Yep. It's got Sam. It's got Larry. It's got Mackenzie. <clears throat> and we start the meeting off. Somebody leads us in a devotion. Mm-hmm. And then we spend the next probably 30 minutes, usually 20 minutes, going through evidences of grace yeah. from our week, from the Sunday, maybe even missional community meetings we've had, just celebrating the work that the Lord has done. Yeah, That's a key piece. You guys have seen it. We do this everywhere. We do this in staff meeting. We're meant to do this in every single missional community gathering. If your MC isn't celebrating evidences of grace every single week, then somebody's not doing their job. Mm, that's good. Uh, we do it on MC celebrations. We do it when we get to huddles together. Uh, we do it when we have uh, MC leaders party. We celebrate evidences of grace. Mm-hmm. You want to know why we do that? The number one reason we do that is because my, your pastor, Justin <laughs> Dean, has a horrible time seeing evidences mm-hmm. of grace. I am drawn to weaknesses. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's the bane of my eight with a non-resourceful one tendency or whatever that is, whatever the heck it is that I see weaknesses in myself, weaknesses mm-hmm. in my sermons, weaknesses in our staff, weaknesses in our church, weaknesses in the world, weaknesses everywhere. I can see those clear as day but I have to fight to see evidences of grace. And yeah. so we focus first on seeing evidences of grace. Yeah. I think everybody has that problem to some extent or another. And for one reason or another, we don't naturally see or want to see God at work. And so to start the week like that, drawing each other's eyes to what God has truly done is is absolutely where we have to start. <clears throat> Amen. So we do that. And then we get to critiques. And then we get to, <laughs> all right, what went wrong? Oh, the screens didn't go right. Oh, surprise, surprise. Uh, or whatever it is, you know, it's you always a screen issue. And then sometimes it's, you know, kids, we got too many kids and we got all this other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So work through that. And then we just do the normal agenda. You send out a weekly agenda yep. and uh, we need to talk about baptisms. We need to talk about dedications. We need to talk about membership classes. We need to talk about MC multiplications. We need to talk about Advent coming up. We need to talk yeah. about Christmas Eve. We need to, you know, all the stuff that we're constantly week in and week out planning. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're working through that together <clears throat> as a staff that, that usually goes to about four, four thirty, yep. And, um, and then we, uh, we disperse. Yep. And so most of my management style is, um, low control, 
90% of the time and then high control and staff meeting. So <laughs> yeah. in staff meeting, I'm like, all right, what is going on? What happened? Own your mistakes, mm-hmm. own the failures. We don't make any excuses at staff meeting. It's never our volunteers fault. It's never, you know, the devil, the devil is in the, is in the, uh, the projectors, right? It's ne- it's <laughs> always, he might be. <laughs> yeah, though he might be, it's always my fault. Like we, we lead with ownership. Yeah. I screwed this up. I didn't make that happen. And okay. Then the next step is what do we need to change? Mm-hmm. And then we give direction. We give orders kind of orders is a harsh word, but we, <laughs> we really say yeah. we, as a staff, this is what we have to do. Here's our next steps. And then we put it in the agenda and then you send out homework afterwards and say, here's yeah. what you have to do. Here's what you have to do. Here's what you have to do as we went through everything. Yeah. And then really, I don't, most of the time I don't follow up with anything until mm-hmm. the next staff meeting. And I expect the staff to run with the, the marching orders that they've been given that they've kind of helped create themselves. Yep. So that enables me to have a really decentralized staff that mm-hmm. can kind of almost do their own thing throughout the week. Yeah. And, and really all of our, all of the areas that we oversee individually interconnect with, with all the others somehow. And so the, the agenda and the homework that we get at the end of each staff meeting, other people are naturally going to hold me accountable to the things that were on my list to improve or to do period and vice versa. And so there's a lot of accountability that doesn't just come from you, but that we are able to do for each other coming out of that staff meeting. That's right. Okay. So that meeting goes to about four 30. Um, and so I've had a pretty, pretty busy day up until then. And now I'm going to scoot out of here and I'm going to go pick up my son who my son, my kids go to the Morningstar Academy. Um, and then, and, but right now my son is wrestling for Bettendorf middle school. So his mom has already picked him up and took, taken him to wrestling practice. And now I go and I pick him up at five o'clock and we, we uh, take him home. And then when we get home, <clears throat> we go right to family dinner. And this is a rhythm that we do nearly every single night, probably I would say six out of seven nights. Uh, we have family dinner together about 530. Uh, man makes a home cooked meal. Uh, we get all the kids from whatever they were doing, you know, mm-hmm. corralled at the dinner table. <clears throat> By this time, my wife says I have, um, uh, BHF, which, or no, RHF, sorry, <laughs> which is resting hangry face. Uh, and I'm starving. And so we sit down, we sing the doxology together. We do like a little bit of a liturgy, a family liturgy that we've got from one of the Psalms. We pray quickly and we just get after it and we mm-hmm. eat. You, well, I get after it and eat. Let me say that. And if the kids like the dinner, <laughs> they get after it and eat. I eat quickly is what usually happens while the kids are talking about their day and what mm-hmm. happened and, you know, fighting half the time. And, and then as soon as I get done eating, um, by that time, Nora usually says, pull up, let's read the Bible. Let's read the Bible. And I, I, I leave, here's a, here's a hack for you parents. I leave the new city catechism and one of my Bibles on the dinner table at all times. That's great. If I put it anywhere else, we forget. Mm-hmm. So I just leave it in my spot all the time. If you come over, it's on my table. Mm-hmm. It's going to be there unless my wife cleaned up for some special dinner or something. <laughs> Uh, so I open the New City Catechism. We go to the next question. I ask the question in the New City Catechism. The kids, I let the kids, tr- I usually start with Nora. What, Nora, what, what do you think the answer is? She she usually just says the glory of God or something. That's like, <laughs> that's like right. her go-to answer. Jesus. Yeah. And then I go through the, the youngest to the oldest and <clears throat> get the answers. They're us- they usually can figure most things out, get pretty close. Then mm-hmm. I give them the right answer, the correct wordage. We go through it. And anything I think is confusing, we talk about. I ask more questions. How do you guys see this in your life? How do you guys 
<clears throat> did you see this in a movie? What do you think about that? You know, mm-hmm. I try to make it a little bit more interesting. Um, and then they, a lot of times, they'll have something that came up at school. They'll have something with a friend. Um, we, we work through the commandments. You know, how mm-hmm. hard is it to obey your parents? <laughs> do you do this well? No. Well, what do you need? You know, uh-huh. it's, it's just a, a lot of times it's a, it's a great conversation. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, this is amazing. God's doing something. I can tell he's doing something sacred city kids. I can tell he's doing something at school and they're going through a catechism there too. And then he's doing something here. And other times it's absolute chaos. Uh-huh. I feel like they're not paying attention. I'm giving my, my wife the eyeballs. Like, why did we do this? <laughs> <clears throat> um, she's smiling, you know, or whatever, laughing about it or frustrated. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's just very hard. Yeah. And and that's it. That's our family devotions. That's good to know from a, you know, I, I feel like to hear that from my lead pastor, that family devotions are difficult and they're chaotic and they're hard to work through. And sometimes we really don't enjoy it. <laughs> that, that's some good news for, oh, no. for my soul. Sometimes it's just for my sanctification. Yeah. God's like, this. you need <laughs> this, brother. You need to work on your patience. <clears throat> yeah. And just let me throw, throw this out at you guys. When they were all young... We couldn't do anything at dinner time. It was all a waste sure. of time. It was complete chaos. And we only got frustrated trying. We would do everything at bedtime. Okay. <clears throat> and we'd bring them all together and we'd read a Bible story and we'd do catechism and we'd do prayers all together at bedtime. Well, now my kids are a little bit older and Javin's wanting to stay up a little bit later and Zoe's staying up. A little bit. And so we realized, um, and nobody's really having meltdowns at dinner time. There's a, I mean, we have mm, to. What's that like? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's different. I mean, there's Nora still kinds of have a little bit of a meltdown, but it's more like eat your food, eat yep. your food, eat your food. Uh, and so now we can actually do it at dinner time, which is a lot more enjoyable because I have more energy at dinner time than I do right. at, at bedtime. So that's been a change for us. Um, so we work through the catechism. Um, I'm done eating already, and then. Uh, make the kids finish their dinner and then they go and they've got their chores. Mm-hmm. And so what we do is Javin unloads the dishwasher. Piper unloads the silverware. Zoe has to do the litter pans and clean, the, oh, and clean the table. <laughs> and then I load the dishwasher. Okay. Uh, and mom gets a little bit of break. Um, not, not much, but a mm. little bit of a break. And, uh, and, and Nora runs off and makes more messes. <laughs> Uh, so we do that and then kind of the structure of our day, a lot of it is, is kind of over with. And now we've got, okay, who's got homework, mm-hmm. right? Um, we've got, Hey, I need to go to the store to pick this up. Hey, I need to run. Uh, you know, I have to get this for school tomorrow. We just do normal yeah. stuff. And, um, sometimes we'll just sit down and watch a show. Like right now, my kids, I've introduced them to family matters. All right. Uh huh. And so they're into family matters right now. So maybe they'll watch an episode of family matters or maybe they'll just go and, uh, you know, we give our kids, if, my older kids, if you re- read an hour, you can play video games for an hour, read mm-hmm. a half hour, you can play video games. Maybe they read earlier and they can, they can go play a little bit of video games, video games, but it's not much time because and right. a lot of times we'll go for a family walk too. If it's nice out, we're going outside, sitting on the deck, doing a family walk, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, but then by seven 30, we start, <clears throat> um, the horrible bedtime routine. Mm. Um, and Basically, it starts by go get your jammies on, and while the kids are getting jammies, we're making the bedtime snack, and you know there's all oh, they come down, they got in a fight, and they don't have jammies on. Why don't you have jammies on? Send mm-hmm. them back up. You know the whole the whole routine. Uh, and then by eight fifteen ish, we've got their teeth brushed. We've got the girls. My youngest three are girls. We got the girls in a room, and we are 
and Amanda and I take turns. So one night she does bedtime and uh, she's, she reads a book with them. Mm-hmm. It might be Jesus Storybook Bible, it might be Boxcar Children, whatever. That's the kind of stuff she works through with them. And then they pray together every night. And then uh, the next night I'm doing it and I'm okay. reading uh, Harry Potter. We're, we're working through Harry Potter right now with the girls. Your book and show choices for your kids, I, they're on point. I like <laughs> <Well>, try. <laughs> and then so then I'll, I'll pray with them. And, um, and so we just take turns and give each other mm-hmm. a, one, a night off, you know, because <clears throat> it's, it's exhausting. Yeah. There's really very little about bedtime that's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a fight. Um, and then Javin right now, because he's a little older, we let him stay up. And the rule is, if you go to bed before 8.30, Javin, we will tuck you in. We will, we'll pray with you. We'll do mm-hmm. the whole thing. But if you go to bed after 8.30, you're on your own, bro, mm-hmm. because mom and dad need some time. Yeah, and so most of the time lately, he he's been going to bed on his own, and I say, but at eight thirty, go to your room. Mm-hmm. Like, I love you, but get out of yeah. my hair. Uh, we want to sit here and talk. We want to at least look at each other without you nagging for something, right. you know. Um, or we maybe want to watch a show. Lately, I've just been like watching a couple YouTube videos, like mountain type bike mm-hmm. videos that just kind of are mindless, you know, hobbies mm-hmm. type videos. And then by by nine thirty, most of the time, Amanda and I are in bed. And, um, we are trying to keep our phones out of the bedroom. Mm-hmm. No, no iPads. We, we, we read before bed. So 20, 30 minutes of reading before bed and then <clears throat> lights out typically. So that is, uh, that's Monday. That's Monday, man. That's Monday. If you guys are thoroughly bored, um, <laughs> this is my life. This is why I've never talked about this. So I don't post this kind of stuff because nearly every Monday is exactly the same. Yeah. You know, and my Tuesday, uh, well, we'll get into it. My Tuesday, pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. I wake up, uh, 540, my son's alarm goes up, boom, wake up, hot tub, all the stuff yep. the same. I read and I pray. I come inside at seven o'clock. I read my books. I help the kids get, mm-hmm. uh, ready for school. <clears throat> and then, uh, I'm at the office by eight o'clock and typically on a Tuesday. Now just, this is how I structure my days. I think of my morning, I think of my days as a cup. The mornings I pour in, the afternoons I pour out. Mm. So in the mornings, I study, I read, I pray, um, I do mental soul mm-hmm. work that I, I feel like the Lord pours into me. And then in the afternoons, I pour out okay. in meetings, in training, in podcasts, and mm-hmm. teachings, and, and those type of things. Yeah. Uh, once every six weeks on a Tuesday, though, um, I won't, I'll, I'll get out of my normal rhythm and I'll do a solitude day. Yeah. And that's a whole day of that a whole day of just being poured into these days. These are the days. So people look at my preaching calendar. Like, how do you have like a year and a half of preach of sermons in advance? Yeah. I do that on a solitude day. I take the whole day. I'm just pouring in. I'm just mm-hmm. literally studying a whole book of the Bible or I'm going through all these ideas I have for future sermon series and I'm putting it down and I'm outlining them and I freaking love it. It just, yeah. I get totally geeked out about it. Um, some solid two days, I'm just working on my soul, my marriage. I'm thinking about my kids and the discipleship plans I have for each of my kids. I'm planning church wide stuff like, okay, we're going to two services. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. What's that going to look like? Oh, I've got an MC multiplication going up. How am I going to plan that, organize that? What's that going to look like? Um, but Tuesdays, basically a Tuesday morning, most of the time I'm studying and occasionally I'll, you know, once a month I have to write a huddle script, basically mm-hmm. a huddle content curriculum um, that I'm going to record later in the week. I usually write that on a Tuesday morning or I yep. study for that and write that. 
I might be writing a podcast, uh, but um, usually the, the morning is the time where I'm studying, I'm thinking, maybe I'm maybe I'm writing. Yeah. And then, like normal, uh, jujitsu at eleven. Eat lunch, get showered, come back one o'clock. Um, usually that Tuesday, I've got I've got homework I got to do from the staff meeting. Sure. And that might be write a podcast. That might mm-hmm. be write. So maybe in the morning I studied for the huddle yep. uh, content, and then in the afternoon I actually write that content. Or I've studied for the podcast in the afternoon mm-hmm. I actually write that podcast. But a lot of Tuesdays, um, I have I have meetings. Yep. Um, I, you know, I, yeah, I have member meetings. I have, uh, leader meetings. Um, I've got stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, week in and week out. Yeah. Um, but I'm usually out of here by, um, four o'clock or so on Tuesday, I go home for just a little bit until I got to go pick up my son for wrestling five o'clock, bring him back, bring him home. And that's when we're getting all the kids ready because we're going to missional community. Mm-hmm. So Tuesday night is our MC night. Um, we got a babysitter, our kids stay at home with our babysitter. So our babysitter can, uh, put them to bed at night. We don't have to worry about that because yep. we think it's important to spend the night as a couple away from the kids and with other adults talking yep. about adult things. And we don't want to feel rushed having to be home for bedtime. Yep. Having to, so we, we get a, uh, we get a babysitter That's good for that. And then, uh, we go to MC. I we no longer host MC, so we used mm-hmm. to host MC at our house for for years. Um, and then once we had Nora, um, we stopped. Yeah. We stopped hosting. Um, I'm also no longer a, in, uh, technically. I'm no longer an MC leader. Okay, we've handed that off to Jay and Jenny Montgomery are leading our MC and um, co co leaders Matt and Jody Kettlear. Mm-hmm. So I can go and I can just kind of be a dude, and which is really weird for a lot of people because they're there, and they, especially when people come into our group and they see the pastor, and I'm not really leading anything. <laughs> I'm not leading the discussion. I'm not leading the prayer time. Uh-huh. Um, now, when it, when it comes to gospeling, I'm going to obviously kind of lead in that area. Sure. I'm kind of gifted in that area, but for the most part, I let the leaders lead, mm-hmm. and uh, I just want to be kind of a, a normal a normal dude. When, I think that's great. In, in MC. Yeah. But that's another late night. So we leave by nine o'clock, mm-hmm. get home. It's a little bit away. So we get home about 20 after, you know, 930-ish. I am, at this point, I am zonked. Yeah. I think that's the theological term. I think so. Psychological term. Zonked. Um, so Monday was exhausting. Um, Tuesday has been exhausting because um, MC takes me, you know, a lot, all, a lot of my mental um, yeah. energy, a lot of physical energy, a lot of relational energy for mm-hmm. me. And so I'm just kind of, I'm worn out after that. Yeah. And uh, so I go home and I usually try to like read for like 30 minutes or do something to decompress for sure. like 30 minutes. Yeah. Until uh, I go to go to bed. But at the same time, I'm home. It's 9:30, and in the back of my mind, um, soon as I leave MC, my brain goes, "You have eldership. You have elder meeting in the morning." Mm-hmm. And Wednesday morning is the one morning where I wake up different, mm-hmm. I wake up earlier. Uh, I wake up usually about five 30 on Wednesday morning, five 15, five 30, because I have an elder meeting every Wednesday morning at 6 AM here yeah. at, here at the offices. And that's with all of our elders. And so as soon as I leave MC, a lot of times my MC leaders are texting me. What, what do you think about this? How'd you, <laughs> they're wanting to, right. you know, work through the night. Yep. And I'm like, 
And I told him, you can send me those texts, but I'm not probably not going to respond until after my elder meeting Wednesday <laughs> uh-huh. morning. Because my mind goes right to what's on the agenda for the elder meeting. Yep. What are we talking about? Do, do we have church discipline cases we're working through, difficult counseling cases, in, you know, elders that are struggling right. in difficult times? Um, what's on the agenda? We're reading, we read, we're reading stuff together. Um, who are, you know, all kind of stuff that, that the yep. elders talk about. That's where my mind goes. So I get up Wednesday morning, a little earlier. This is the morning I don't get to get in the hot tub. I don't <clears throat> do that. I just go straight to elder meeting and, um, 6 a.m. We, we've been working through a book. So we start off by reviewing the chapter that we read. Mm-hmm. Um, we go old, we go dead guy, a live guy, dead guy, live okay. guy. That's what we do. We read a I book like by that. a dead guy and then we re- read a book by a living author. And then it's just depends on the agenda of the elder meeting. So mm-hmm. it might be strategy stuff, talking through two services, um, talking through finances, talking through sermon series. Uh, it might be personal stuff. Sure. Um, so you guys have kind of heard, like I've not been sleeping well, um, that the term, I'll just throw it out there now. They, um, doctors say that I have, I'm in a, adrenal fatigue right now. So okay. I, had a very, I haven't told anybody that, that I had a very stressful July. And, um, and so my hormones and, um, adrenal glands are all over the place right mm-hmm. now. And so they've been doing a lot of trying to figure out, is this just a gospel issue? Is this a physical issue? What's going on there? And so we've been doing that. So that's the elders actually working through that with, with you. With me. Yep. Yeah, with me. And then uh, we're also, we have all of our members, we have a snapshot, a literally, a, literally a, a picture of, of them up on a bulletin board in, in our elder meeting room. And so um, we work through some of those issues and then we spend the next 15, 20, 30 minutes praying for, um, a family. Uh, we just work through it alphabetically. Yeah. We go family by family by family by family, um, praying through the, the members of sacred city. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I love that. And so we do that uh, every, every, every Wednesday morning, usually six to seven thirty, eight o'clock. Um, we have bivocational elders that have to be at work usually by, by eight o'clock. So they're usually mm-hmm. scooting out by seven thirty, seven forty five, something like that. <clears throat> so then I'll actually, I'm at the office, but I'll actually go home. Okay. Which is kind of different, but from that meeting, I'll go home. I'll usually eat breakfast and then I'll usually talk to one of my MC leaders about the night before. Okay. We decompress that and yep. work through it and what worked well, what didn't work well, what, how can he improve? She mm-hmm. improve. Um, and so I have a, a phone call or a text message thread and a lot of times I will go back to the hot tub. I'll go sit in the hot tub <laughs> to handle it. So you that. still get it in there. I try to get it in. Not always, but I try to. Um, and I'm really just kind of work. So I'm, I'm kind of helping them work on missional community, mm-hmm. you know, leading missional community, future multiplications, yep. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, from there, um, often, I, often I will spend um, <clears throat> Wednesday morning at home. Okay. Because... Um, basically my kids, my kids now are off at school. Amanda's usually running around doing stuff. I can usually find a quiet, a quiet spot in my mm-hmm. house and, and I'm going to do some reading and writing. Okay. And that's what I like to do, uh, that Wednesday morning. And so I find a quiet place and I do that. Yeah. <clears throat> Is that change of pace good for you? I mean, cause you, your mon or your, your morning's kind of the same, like you said, pouring in, receiving from the Lord so that you can pour out later. Is that change of pace, change of scenery good for you throughout the week? Some days at the office, some days at home. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's, so I am, 
I am an eight on the Enneagram with a wing seven, and I've never understood how that wing seven affects me. Okay. But the seven likes to be on the go, likes to be moving, likes different things, likes mm-hmm. adventure, likes challenges, <clears throat> likes a change of pace. And so, yeah, change of pace helps me. Yeah. You know, it, it really helps. And even the hot tub, it's so weird because the hot tub, I'm doing something, I'm sitting in the hot tub, it's relaxing, but... I'm not doing anything, if you know what I mean. Like I'm, I'm so I can think in yep. the hot tub, and rather than just sitting in a chair, sure. it's just different. And so I'm looking at the sky. I'm literally looking at the trees. I'm feeling the weather. I'm outside. Mm-hmm. It's something different. My, I'm engaging my body, yep. but I'm praying. I'm thinking through tough situations. I'm meditating, and it's yep. just a, a great spot for me. So I'll do that reading, writing, um, and then again I'm headed off to jujitsu, mm-hmm. doing jujitsu from eleven to twelve every day. Now, Wednesday afternoons, almost always are meetings. So a guy, you know, one of the reasons I love to shake hands on a Sunday morning is that's where somebody can say, hey, I really need to get a meeting with you. Hey, I'm going through this. I need that. Mm -hmm. I can tell when somebody's, and I'll go, hey, I'd like to meet with you. So uh, a guy that's uh, been coming to the church for a little while, not a member yet, wants to get with me. I'm like, all right, cool, let's do that. And so we set up an appointment. So this last Wednesday, had a 1245 uh, coffee meeting. Or I'm just trying to get to know him. He's trying to get to know me, and uh, trying to you know see if Sacred City's right for him. Yeah, and I love those meetings. They're, they feel very missional to me, so I mm-hmm. really like it. Uh, two two o'clock. I had uh, a coaching call with Scott Gaskell. I do a coaching through Skype, basically. Uh, Scott Gaskell is our church planter in Iowa City, mm-hmm. uh, leading uh, Harvest City Church there. Every month, I have at least one meeting with him. I'm on his board, and I'm coaching him. And so we're when I'm coaching him, I'm, we're working through his budget. He is an eight, wing seven. and so. Oh. And I'm, but I'm like 10 years into this church planning <laughs> thing, and so he thinks I'm some kind of wizard because I just see through every, all you this stuff. You know him. <clears throat> but really, I just, I've been there and yeah. done it, you know. And so I get to um, tell him to slow down, mm-hmm. tell him to, you know, you know, Basically, I just I'm counseling him to love yeah. his wife well and helping him make some big decisions and yeah. I just to pause on that really quick. Yeah. I, I love hearing that and and it's a good thing for people to know. I think a common question is what all what are all the ways that we're supporting church planting? Like we we sent Sam out a few years ago. We don't have a guy currently that we know is going to plant the next Sacred City Church. Whatever um, we know, we give ten percent of our budget back to church planting, but. Mm-hmm what all does that mean and, and how all are we doing this? And yeah. so it's cool to know that there are guys like Scott out there who have planted Acts 29 churches or are planning to plant that um, you're coaching them, you're you're in their life, you're aware of what's going on in their churches, um, helping them along that, you know, that church planting plan as well. Yeah, and that just uh, reminds me, um, once a month on Tuesday, I also um, do an Acts 29 Iowa church mm-hmm. planters gathering. So we go up to Scott's, we meet in, at, up in Iowa City at, at Scott's house, and we got a guy from, De, we got um, Cole Dykey from Des Moines, um, we've got we've got guys from um, Dubuque, mm-hmm. we've got a guy from uh, Collins, Iowa, yes. Tim Kimberly, and these are all actually nine men planting churches, relatively new in the last couple yeah. of years, and so we're meeting up there, and I'm kind of just you know, overseeing that, leading that and just say, basically I'm the guy that said, Hey, let's do this. Let's get this thing together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we're, how are things, we're asking each other, how are things going? You know, we're just checking in with each other and coaching each other a little bit. And then we go out to lunch. And so that that's going on on a monthly basis on, on my Tuesdays too. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, and uh, it's one of my favorite things. I love coaching Scott, and I love I love uh, co- coaching guys like Corey Johnson and and things like that. It's been great for us. Cool. So that day, I, I try to get out of here a little bit earlier. I try to get out of here by three o'clock. Three, yeah, by by three o'clock. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I have to be out of here by three o'clock. Have to. I forgot because <laughs> I go with my wife to pick up my kids. We pick up our kids from school at three o'clock, and then we go. Uh, we got a doctor. We got a chiropractor appointment every single week with Doctor Alex. Take all the kids over there. <clears throat> fight traffic. Fight the bridge. Mm-hmm. Go over to Moline. Um, come back. Drop the kids off. I get back in my truck. I drive. Pick up Javin now because Javin's <laughs> at wrestling. Pick up Javin. Bring him back home. Get we eat dinner together, and then uh, then I get back in my truck with Javin and take him to Sacred City Youth. Occasionally, I'll pop into Sacred City Youth, uh, check that out, mm-hmm. oversee that. Uh, don't do it as often as I would like to, just because um, it's exhausting. Yeah. My, you know, my schedule is exhausting. Period. But overseeing um, what's going on at Sacred City Youth and how mm-hmm. Alex is leading, and just help helping him because I was a youth pastor for seven years, helping him um, learn to understand the youth, learn to understand uh, how to shepherd youth yeah. and how to lead a youth ministry. And so I'll pop in there and just give him some him and Bryson some feedback. Cool. On that, go home, sit on the couch for a little bit, help the kids with some homework, maybe watch a show, maybe. 8.30, back in the truck. <laughs> go pick up Javin for sake of city youth. <laughs> Come home, send him to bed. <clears throat> and the process starts all yeah. over again. All right. Thursday. Thursday is my Thursday morning is what I consider my most important day or time of the week. Okay. I feel anxiety building up. It builds up to Thursday morning. What happens and, Thursday morning? Okay, so here's the reason. So Monday morning, I worked on the sermon, spent two, two, three hours outlining it. And remember, I've already done pre-work on the I've already picked I've already worked months months maybe a year in the in the past. Uh I chose the sermon scripture, mm-hmm. I chose the theme. I already know where I'm going with it. So I've done that work. Sure. And then Monday morning I'm spending a couple two three hours outlining it, getting the main idea, getting that stuff figured out. <clears throat> then I've been marinating on it all week cuz mm-hmm. I haven't mentioned this. The whole time during MC during all my reading, during all I'm marinating on the sermon and so I'm picking up like it, the sermon's doing work in my soul, mm-hmm. just like you're marinating something in the crock pot. You know, it's it's doing work in my soul. So now illustrations are coming to mind, quotes are coming to mind, things that I've read have come into mind. Yeah. Circumstances in missional community are coming to mind. <clears throat> yeah, pastoral situations are are coming into play. Absolutely, that's what's making the sermon better. Yeah. So all this has been building up to Thursday morning. Thursday morning is. I do everything the same, read, pray, hot tub, blah, 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 get to the church by 8 a.m., get to my office by 8 a.m., and that's when I write my sermon. Okay. I 100% manuscript every single sermon. Um, I've got a certain flow. I do it, I've been doing it for a long time, uh, but I write out my sermon word for word, and my goal is to have my sermon 90% completed Okay. Um, by 1045. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. And then I'm out of here and I go to jujitsu typically. Now, yep. if I don't have it, then I won't go to jujitsu and I'll just stay and I'll, I have to have it. Like that's the anxiety. Okay. I have to have it 90% done for my, the rest of my week to go mm-hmm. the way that I need it to go. And so 
sometimes I just blow off that Thursday sure. class because I the sermon's more important. Yep. But yeah. I'd say about 80% of the time, maybe even 90% of the time, I get where I need to get. Mm-hmm. And you know it because I, I come out of my office and I'm like, woo! And, I, and you're like... You can tell when it's going well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And other times I come out and I'm like, oh, yeah. it's kicking my butt, yep. you know? And um, yeah. And so sometimes I, I can get into the flow. That's the really what it is. The spirit is leading me. Yeah. And I get in the flow and it just it just pours out of me and I love it. And some days it's a battle and it's a fight because I'm trying to do a lot of... Every sermon, I'm trying to do a lot of things, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. Okay, so, and then once I leave here at 10.30 or 10.45 or whatever to go to jujitsu, if I've got that sermon 90% written, a huge weight I bet. has been lifted off my chest. And I feel like I did it once again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, Sunday's always coming for a preacher. <laughs> Sunday's always coming. And I don't want to be, you know, a good preacher once a month. I really want to be a good preacher every single week, yeah. if that's possible. <clears throat> And so a, 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 a amount of pressure is relieved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I go and I work out and I get a good workout yeah. in. Real quick on, uh-huh. uh, so one of the things that you're always trying to do is raise up other men to fill the pulpit, to preach, to grow in that role as preachers. So there are some weeks, shoot for every six to eight weeks maybe, where you're not preaching, someone else is. Yeah. And so obviously that may free up some time, that big Monday block, the big Thursday block. So what, what do you do with those kind of margin times that are created? Yeah. I try to plan, um, first off, I try to plan travel around those weeks. So, um, like in a couple weeks here coming up, I'm traveling to Bentonville, Arkansas, meeting three or four other action and I pastors down there. Mm-hmm. And we're literally going down there to do soul work with each other and to ride bicycles. That's what we're doing. Nice. Like we're riding mountain bikes. <laughs> we're doing soul work. Um, and so I'm planning that on a week mm-hmm. that I'm off. The biggest thing about having a week off every six weeks or so, which is the rhythm I'm in now, it, it just takes a weight off my soul. Mm-hmm. So my soul is constantly under the pressure of everything I'm normally doing as a husband, as a father, as a counselor, as a shepherd... But there's this pressure of Sunday's coming, Mm -hmm. sermon prep, sermon prep, sermon prep. Everything has got to be about the sermon in Mm -hmm. a sense. Uh, I can't just show up and go, sorry, guys, I had a busy week. I didn't do anything this week. I didn't write a sermon. So having a week off just relieves my soul. And so some days that's when I'm like being creative. I'll I'll spend the week on a longer podcast. I'll spend the week writing a position paper. I'll spend the week reading a book, like thinking through a philosophical position that I've been struggling with. Mm Um, yeah. And sometimes, sometimes it's, it's that, I think that's typically what it is. But then also sometimes if I have a preacher in, that's going to add things to my calendar. So if I have a preacher in, I'm going to be taking him out for dinner. We're Mm going to be hanging out, you know, we've got to do that kind of stuff. And so that's going to add things to my calendar. So that's typically what we do. So anyways, back to my schedule. Sermon prep's done. Well, Thursday's done. (laughs) Go to jujitsu, go to lunch, do the same thing. And then Thursday afternoon, is a really light day for me, mm-hmm. light afternoon. It's where um, I'll usually go down to the coffee shop, on a, or often, not usually, often I'll go to the coffee shop. Um, this last Thursday, I had a meeting with one of the, a young man from the church, <clears throat> um, and it was just a great meeting. Talking talking to a young dude, he's only eighteen years old, and mm. loving the church, and I had a great meeting with him. And um, yeah, he's becoming a member. It was pretty cool. Um, this is all, but Thursday afternoons are also the days where if I wrote a, 
huddle curriculum that week, I will record it okay. on Thursday afternoon. Or if I wrote a podcast, I'll often record it mm-hmm. Thursday afternoon. So that's just uh, kind of what happens. Sure. <clears throat> and then same old rhythm. Don't need to do it. But yep. Thursday night, I feel like a free man, baby. Mm-hmm. Thursday night feels like my, probably like Friday night for everybody else. Yep. Um, you know, I pick up Javin from, from jujitsu and then, you know, maybe I'll smoke a cigar. Uh, maybe I'll have a, a glass of whiskey. Um, Thursday night feels like oh, yeah. a, a relief. And I know Friday's coming, which mm-hmm. is my Saturday. And so that's, 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 I just really feel good on, on Thursday night. Yeah. So that leads me to my Friday, which is the day that we take off. I, I have all the staff take Friday off. We call it our Sabbath mm-hmm. because we work on Sunday. And Friday, I'm just going to say every, the morning starts the same. I don't sleep in. I never sleep in. I don't find that helpful. Mm-hmm. I read and pray, 6 a.m., 5.40, same thing. I read my books, same same thing. Mm-hmm. What I do different is on Friday, uh, I usually make breakfast for the kids or something, and I give Amanda the, 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 the morning off. I drive the kids to school, so we pile in the van, and I take them to school. And uh, I come back, and Amanda's usually working out with some ladies in the house while I'm doing that. And then I do what I want to do, really. Mm-hmm. That's what I do on Fridays. This last Friday, I installed a garage heater. Oh. Yeah, it's getting <laughs> cold, so I need to install a garage heater. I enjoy doing some projects like that. Mm-hmm. I, I have to be, be careful with doing too much, but um, I like doing home improvement projects, so a lot of times I'll do that on Friday. But as a seven, here's my ideal Friday. My ideal Friday is take the kids to school, you know, come come back, get a good workout in, do a little house project, go for a long bike ride, pick the kids up from school, go on a date with my wife, get a haircut. I go to the barber every other week, basically. Jeff, he's the best uh, gentleman's barbershop. Um, that's my ideal Friday. Now, once a month, we do family mission nights. Um, mm-hmm. So at the Hope at the Brick House, we bring all of our kids. We go do mission night with our MC once a, night, once a month. Um, we do date nights twice a month. Every okay. other week, uh, we do a date night. Uh, and then once a month, we do a family night. Uh, this last week, a couple in our church, a very gracious couple, has got a little blessing house, they call it, up in Galena. Mm-hmm. So we took the kids, and <clears throat> we went for a little overnight stay up in Galena and just had family time. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, just really hung out together, went to all the shops in Galena. They had a little, you know, and just, uh, we, we, we went out, we went out, went outdoors and just mm-hmm. in, enjoyed it. Um, so that's, that's typically my Friday. Okay. I, I don't take a break from God. I don't take a break right. from relationships. I take a, wake, a break from church work Yes, on Fridays, okay? <clears throat> That's my Sabbath. I still worship. I just worship God differently, you know? Mm-hmm. I worship God through creation and through creating things and through resting and through eating good food and taking my wife on a date and uh, enjoying my family, and, and I love it. Friday's, yeah. Friday's my favorite. Yeah. <clears throat> so that leads me to Saturday. Saturday, again, same thing. Wake up, same time, do all that. But what I do this differently this day, uh, 8 a.m., I do donuts with dad. And I've done yes. I've done donuts with dad. For years. Literally years. Uh, it, but, Ben, my kids still remember. Do you remember when we did donuts with Ben? Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm so glad. So I must have been out of town or something. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Whenever you and Amanda would travel, uh, my wife and I would take them out for donuts with Ben and yeah. Mackenzie. So j- literally just like a couple weeks ago they mentioned that. <laughs> So sometimes I take them with me to get donuts, um, but lately, as I've got some sleepy heads now that are mm, like sleeping yeah. in, I will just be going to get donuts okay. and then bringing it back. So it's just been, you know, it's just a little thing that yep. we do. It's a tradition, family tradition. We do it every Saturday. 
But then Saturdays are kind of like, I guess they'd be like most most people's Saturdays. Um, occasionally, you know, I'll have Porterbrook or I'll have uh, the 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 preaching thing that mm-hmm. you know, I'll occasionally go to that. But most of the time, Saturdays, I'm doing chores. You know, I'm mowing the grass or mm-hmm. fixing something for the wife or um, doing things like that. But I, what I, my real goal is, so Friday, I kind of poured into myself mm-hmm. and Saturday, I kind of want to pour into the kids. And so we're usually doing something as a family, yep. taking them for a family bike ride. We're going for a family hike. Mm-hmm. We're going to the ninja course down in Davenport, you know, the American yep. Ninja Warrior course. Uh, we went to Galena. We, we took them to a waterfall. We want to be doing things as a family mm-hmm. on Saturday. <clears throat> but then right now I got to get all that stuff out of the way because Bama is going to be playing uh-huh. by you I, know, two o'clock. Something I hope you're going to say something. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's literally like what I feel like is like my most laziest time of the week is I will literally sit on the couch for three and a half hours and watch the Bama game. Uh-huh. And uh, I very rarely miss them. I, uh, I do that <clears throat> week in and week out. Um, and then we, once again, we do family dinner, normal family mm-hmm. dinner, five 30, but here's what's dinner. Everybody knows soon. Every, this is what's different. Everybody knows soon as we're done with family dinner, dad's leaving. Mm. And Where are you going? So we, we get done with dinner and start the kids on their chores and I leave and I go, go to the office. Okay. And so every Saturday night from, let's just say six o'clock, uh, I'm here in the office to who knows how long, honestly, um, you know, it could be nine o'clock at night. It, it's mm. just it, what, what it depends on how much I got done on Thursday. Sure. And so what I'm doing on Saturday night, I'm refreshing my own soul. Where was the sermon at? Where did okay. I leave it? How's that? How is it? What's happened? I'm in a, now I'm like in a rejuvenated sense because mm-hmm. I've spent time with my family and I'm, I'm not, I haven't, I've just been in, you know, enjoying God yeah. and I had a Sabbath. So uh, the sermon might get tweaked. It always gets tweaked, mm-hmm. actually. Um, I change a lot of the wording. I, ch- I make it shorter. I make it tighter. I make the illustrations better. Mm. I, I um, yeah, I'm just re, I'm literally going through it and re kind of rewriting it, readjusting the whole thing. Sometimes I come in and I, it's only 30 minutes. I come in and I'm like, I just pray through it. Mm-hmm. I get my heart in the right spot to be thinking about it again. And then I can go back home and I can sit in the hot tub, which a lot of times I do on Saturday night, and I'm just ruminating on the sermon yeah. and letting it do its work in, in my soul uh, to get my heart in a good place mm-hmm. to preach it on Sunday morning. <clears throat> but most of the time it's an hour, hour and a half, something like that. Yeah. And then still I'll go home, sit in the hot tub, ruminate on it. I'll just look at my wife and go, babe, I got work to do. Mm-hmm. It's not done yet. And I'll, I'll, I'll go to the off or I'll go to the hot tub mm-hmm. <clears throat> to think about it. Um, and then... We're, we're trying to go to bed, same time, 9 30, 10 o'clock. Sometimes I will stay up a little bit later on a Saturday night if there's a fight night or something like mm-hmm. that that I want to watch. Maybe we have some guys over. Uh, but most of the time I'm trying to get to bed early yeah. and uh, wake up uh, wake up feeling good. And then Sunday, man, Sunday, obviously my uh, most important day of the week mm-hmm. starts out exactly the same 5 40 every morning, boom, same rhythm. Read my Bible, pray. I'm not working on the sermon first thing, I'm, I'm doing my daily. Bible reading, mm-hmm. and, and then I come in, I'll read a book, same thing. But this time, <clears throat> and I don't eat, I, I, I fast on Sunday mornings. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, I, I don't eat on, on Sunday morning. I, um, well, let me, let me preface this, okay? because everybody knows me. Um, 
and this is the kind of the deal. Oh gosh, this is so terrible. This is kind of like the deal I have worked out with the Lord. I, I fast every Sunday unless somebody brings donuts backstage. Ooh. Somebody brings donuts and more donuts backstage. <laughs> I I will eat them. Uh, uh, and did I you mean, hear that, Kenzie? I think that's a call yeah, yeah. to you. Well, Jarek does the same thing. So I I, I, I it's restoring human approved. I think. Uh huh. So no, most of the time. So I'm I'm uh, I'm fasting on Sunday morning. I get to my office no later than eight o'clock a.m. Usually, it depends on again how things are going. Sometimes I'll yep. be here at seven, uh, but if it's gone well, then it, then I'll be here at eight o'clock, and that's the final sermon tweak. Mm-hmm. And that is, and that what I'm taking all my scripture references, getting them to Mackenzie, all my quotes, getting them to Mackenzie, all my any pictures or illustrations I got, getting them to Mackenzie, and uh, and that's where I'm. I be I export my sermon, get it on my iPad, do my highlighting that I like to do, sure. get get myself kind of prayed up where I need to be. And then uh, nine o'clock, I meet with all, everybody who's serving uh, kind of in back of that or the front of the house. So mm-hmm. all the musicians, worship leaders, uh, people on the screens, people doing liturgy, um, all that. We meet backstage in a little green room and, and we pray. We spend mm-hmm. 15 minutes or so getting on the same page, asking God to show up, do something that only he can do yeah. on a Sunday morning, praying for the lost, praying for our people, <clears throat> praying for the sermon, praying for the worship. And we come out of there, and then by that time, it's game time, yeah. and I'm pretty focused on where I need to be. And um, boom, 15 minutes, we get, we worship starts, we, we get it on, and, and I can feel the Spirit doing something and mm-hmm. building, and then um, I get up and preach, and that's literally the culmination of my whole week. Right. The whole week has been leading towards this moment, all my experiences, all my reading, all my prayer, all my study has been leading to this moment, and I'm expecting God to do something special through me, mm-hmm. all the while knowing, knowing I am a complete idiot. <laughs> and so this is, I need the Spirit to do something. Yeah. And so um, get done with that. You know, we worship, we leave, I shake hands, try to greet everybody. I want to see who was there, who wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I want to... Uh, who's new, who do we need to follow up with, yeah. who do I need to meet with, who needs counseling, who needs to meet with their MC leader. I'm, I'm <laughs> kind of doing all of that. Yeah. Don't make you guys nervous when you walk through and shake my hand, <laughs> but I'm kind of doing all that. Um, and just letting people know that I care for them. Yep. I'm not just a talking head that gets up and yells at people, but I really do care about people. And I, I when I say God bless you, I really mean it mm-hmm. on a Sunday morning. <clears throat> and then right after that, um, I have only a little bit of time before I crash. Mm-hmm. But I will often have a meeting right after that. So I'll have maybe a visitor forum that I have to sure. go do, talk to the visitors. Uh, this last week, uh, this was amazing. A 16 year old dude from our church wanted to take me out f- to lunch for pastor's appreciation. Whoa. Well, it was one of the most enjoyable meetings I've had in a long time. God has done amazing things in his life since he's been at our church the past year. And so it was just a huge evidence of grace. <clears throat> Went out to lunch with him, had a great meeting. And then. This is when, so now I've eaten, right? So I fasted all it. I fasted up until about 1230 or so. And now I've eaten and there is a very short window of time of what's about to happen. So (laughs) I, so um, my adrenaline, my, I'm under spiritual attack all Uh week long. I'm under spiritual attack while I'm preaching. Um, I'm relationally uh, exposed. I'm relationally Mm -hmm. spent. I'm spiritually spent. I'm physically spent because I don't just stand up there and read and I don't just stand up there and say things, you know, I, I get very involved. Yeah. I'm invested in it. Um, and I've eaten and now 
literally for the rest of the night, it's a fight for the rest of the day. It's a fight to keep my eyes open. Yeah. It's so weird how my body responds. But so what do I do? Instead of taking a nap, I very rarely take a nap. I get home and I, my, my favorite thing to do is I go, um, I go for a, a bike ride, mm. one to two hour mountain bike ride on trails, maybe with some friends, maybe by, by myself. <clears throat> and that's where I start processing the sermon. Mm-hmm. How did I think it went? What could I have done wrong? Yeah. Or what did I do wrong? What could I have done right? That's where I'm processing everything I've experienced the whole day. Yeah. What was right about worship? What was right about liturgy? What was wrong? What, mm-hmm. What's going on with that person? Why did that person seem distant or what, what's, and I'm just processing all yeah. of that stuff. Um, if I can't go for a bike ride because it rains too much, the quad cities, then I'll go and I'll do a CrossFit workout in my garage okay. and just get my heart up right up, get in the pain cave, get, get into my body is what I like to call it. And, um, that makes my body feel as tired as my, <laughs> my mind and my spirit yeah. is kind of gets everything. <laughs> but it also will kind of usually kick off some endorphins and make me feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And so often after that, I will get a book and a cigar and I'll go sit on my deck and I'll start a fire and I'll, uh, I'll read a book or I'll smoke a cigar and I just kind of have time pouring into my soul Yeah, and processing things for the staff meeting that's coming up the next day. <laughs> right. Uh, and then once a month I'll have a huddle. So I'll gather with our MC leaders and lead that huddle in my house and we host and do, it's an MC for MC leaders. So, so I'll lead that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, once a quarter we'll have an MC celebration. We'll go do that yep. and just celebrate what God's doing in our church. Um, if I don't have one of those things, we do family dinner, mm-hmm. devotions, normal stuff. And this is where we usually go, again, family walk, go get ice cream. We do mm-hmm. something as a family. Then, then we get back and it's like mad dash, who didn't do their homework? You know, <laughs> uh, And we, we get the homework all in. And, and this night I am, I'm ready for bed at like nine o'clock. Yeah. And so we're fighting, we're fighting to get the kids to bed. And then we're usually crashing. Um, yeah. At nine o'clock, and man, that and that's then the week. That's the week, dude. That's the week, and for the most part, that's my week, uh, week in and week out. And now, here, just so you know, like then I'll have weddings, mm-hmm. and so that means I'll have an extra Friday night rehearsal and an extra yep. Saturday wedding. Um, I'll have funerals occasionally. Now we do a whole lot more weddings than we do funerals because we're a younger church, but we still have funerals. Um, we have emergency counseling mm-hmm. that comes up. We have marriages that are in turmoil we have i'm in mc with people and so i need to go meet with people in my mc that are that are not doing well um men that i need to disciple uh we've got you know we're we're wanting to do a men's conference so i'm meeting with these men to talk about this future men's conference that we want to do in january all of that kind of stuff is just extra thrown on top of kind of an already busy week and so uh, so when people ask me what do you do during the week now you know now you know I think it's fascinating because I mean, this is your schedule is kind of that. That's kind of my world. That's kind of where I live as a, as a result of my job. Um, but you're right. I mean, not many other people know that, and I I don't know how many people operate under the assumption that you know pastors kind of just preach and that's that's it, and you're spending forty hours a week working on your sermon. But there's so much more that you do that God does that that is involved in who you are as and, lead and that, pastor. That reminds me, uh, occasionally. We'll have somebody request to have a, <clears throat> a meeting with me, like this week. I need to meet with Justin mm-hmm. tomorrow, and sometimes and you're you you're in charge of that most of the time, mm-hmm. 
and you'll say something like, um, I'm sorry, he's, he's, he's completely full this week. We can do first of next week or mm-hmm. something like that. And occasionally somebody will respond with like, first off, they'll respond even because I have you an, mm-hmm. an administrator or a assistant. <clears throat> Who does Justin think he is? What a, what a prima donna. <laughs> what a, oh, how arrogant to have some kind of gatekeeper that, that keeps his schedule for him. Listen, I am focused on preaching and focused on leading the church. I don't want to be focused on managing my calendar. Mm-hmm. You free up. You are like a separate brain for me. You free up that whole side of my brain. I don't have to think about it. So first off, you can call me a prima donna. I've been called worst. I, <laughs> I'll take that. I am a prima donna, whatever. Uh, but you, you, occasionally someone will get on you and will sure. be mad at you. Uh, ho- hopefully you, you can see here. People make schedules, they, they make an appointment with me, and it's usually a week or two mm-hmm. in advance. And so people can just, can't I just get a cup of coffee with my pastor? Well, actually, no, you can't this week mm-hmm. or tomorrow, but in a week or two, yes. Why? Yeah. Because there's people who asked me last week and the right. week before and two weeks before. <laughs> you know, like, I love to do it. I love to get coffee. You love to schedule it. Yep. But do you, would you rather me not prepare my sermon? Mm -hmm. Would you rather me not prepare a podcast? Would you rather me not lead our leaders and prepare a huddle? Mm -hmm. There's a cost to everything I do. And so, yeah, I get coffee with people nearly every single week. I get coffee with somebody, but it might just not be you this week. It might be somebody else. And so if, if, if just, I just wanted, I hate just, you're good at, at taking that criticism, but it ticks me off and I don't like to see you get that criticism because (laughs) it's just, it's not fair. So well, thanks. Oh, there that is. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a week in my life as a pastor, as, uh, as a man, take it for what you will. Maybe, maybe you think I've got the easiest job in the world. Maybe you think, man, I don't know how he does it. Um, I really don't know. It is all I know. It's what I do. It's what I've been doing for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And, um, it seems to be working for me, um, for the most part. Yeah. And so I would appreciate you guys praying for me. I've already I'm kind of outed myself and said that I've got this adrenal fatigue thing going on. And so we're trying to get all of my hormones and such back in mm. uh, a, a normal um, normal range. And so that means I, means I kind of need to decrease the stress as much as possible. So please pray for me. And uh, I'm doing everything I know to do to, to get healthy. So, um, yeah. So thank you guys for listening to the podcast. If this is helpful, share it, like it, um, do it, do whatever you do in the, uh, in the internet world and, uh, <laughs> we will keep producing these things. So, uh, hopefully this will help you guys. Maybe, I don't know, know what I do a little bit better. Maybe plan your own schedule, plan yeah. your days. I don't know. Hopefully it's been a blessing to you. If you've got any questions, email me, message us on Facebook, whatever you can. Um, podcast ideas. We're going to be putting them out more often if we can this year. So uh, thank you guys. And Ben, thanks for joining us. Thank you. All right, guys. God bless you. Talk to you later.